Hey guys, before we get started, I have a little secret for you. Come here. Did you know that we are on YouTube? That is right. You can watch these interviews live, uncut, by going to youtube.com forward slash Heather Parody. That is P-A-R-A-D-Y. I promise you it's another level watching these on YouTube. So again, find us over there by searching for Heather Parody or Unconventional Leaders. And make sure you hit that subscribe button. You don't lack anything right now. You know, your mind is so good at convincing you that you lack something. They need to get to a certain place, a destination, become a certain person, have a certain thing or a title or income or job or whatever, and then you can feel whole. But these are just this is just your mind playing tricks on you, projecting into the future, allowing you not to experience your life right now. When you can just take a step back and enter that space, which meditation helps you do, realize, you know what? Like I, I'm whole in this moment. I, I don't lack anything in this moment. I may not be where I wanna be in every aspect of my life, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm learning the lessons that I need to learn. I was born with several causes. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up. Use their voice and make an impact in this world. The fear of uncertainty is what holds people back. That comes from today's guest, Bajan Pusti. And if this is your first time listening, what is up? My name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Today, we are talking about as driven, type A, ambitious, unconventional leaders, we can have some inner peace. You know what I'm talking about? We can construct our inner world and be okay no matter what is going on in the outside world. Oh God, this stressed me out already talking about it. What about you? The truth is there are a few things in this world that we can control. And if we want to make a difference, we've got to first start from within today's guests at a young age discovered that self-development wasn't necessarily enough and that he wanted to construct his inner world. Bajan is a writer, meditation teacher, and content creator. And today we talk about going deeper within and questioning what it really means to be successful, facing some of the inner demons we may have, and healing, even though we might want to avoid that, and letting go of expectations while still having big goals. I ran across Bajan over on TikTok. He's such a cool human. He has meditations over on YouTube and all kinds of cool stuff he'll tell you more about. All of his links are in the show notes. And if you have a friend who's ambitious as crap, told you recently that they maybe were dealing with some anxiety, knew that they wanted to level up, but really was just hitting roadblock after roadblock. This is a perfect conversation to share with them. So take a screenshot of this, drop it in the DMs. I would greatly appreciate that. And I know it would mean a lot to them. Let's go ahead and get into this. Constructing your inner world and finding peace with Bajan Pusti. All right. I wanted to start with this really interesting quote of yours that I heard you say on someone else's show. It said that, quote, the thing most people don't talk about is being accountable to yourself. And I know that you've been in the personal development space for a while it's nothing new to you. And I thought that was a very interesting statement, being accountable to yourself. Why do you think that that is such an important thing for us to consider as unconventional leaders? 
I think in general, my whole thing is just being accountable to yourself. It's just it's everything because there's so much going on outside that we can't control that other people are doing that other people are saying whether they're whether we're holding them accountable to us or not. It doesn't really matter. The only person that matters in our life is ourselves. So if we can construct our inner world in a way that whatever's happening outside, we can do what we need to do every single day. I think that's just so important and it's very overlooked because I feel like people are constantly trying to change everything around them um, to their liking, to fit into the little box of their perception of what life should be like. But if you just fix yourself in such a way that no matter what's going on, um, you know, you can do what's needed in your life, which will benefit you and benefit everyone around you in the in the best possible way. There's so much said there, uh, construct your inner world. What does that mean when you say that? Well, there's a lot of practices that you can implement into your life to, to help with this. You know, ancient practices, meditation, yoga, reflection, all these different things were made to allow you to become the best version of yourself. Well, in personal development, there's a lot of talk about become the best version of yourself. But like, what does that, what does that mean? It doesn't mean, you know, read a bunch of books and fill yourself with information. It means to actually implement these practices into your life. And for me, becoming the best self is, is creating myself and my state of mind and my heart and my soul and my body in a way that I can be full of joy and do what's needed in every moment, no matter what's going on. If you're, if you're in that level, especially if you're an entrepreneur or, or, a, or a leader, you know, you're constantly having to go into new terrain and the unfamiliar paths that that's that's the whole you know that's the whole thing about being an entrepreneur it's not easy and so if you're not a capable person and you haven't built yourself in a way that you're able to handle change and uncertainty you're not going to be a very good leader you're not going to be a very good entrepreneur so i think spirituality building your inner world is something that most people focus on at the end of their life but i think if we start to focus in the beginning of our life that's how you create a great life and that's what i'm trying to do with with the content that I'm creating and everything that I'm doing is make it a focus right now. Make it a focus early because that will dictate the quality of your life, your perception, your experience of everything and your impact. When did you come to this conclusion that focusing now as a young man on your inner world and constructing this was something that you really needed to focus on? Probably about two years ago. Uh, about two years ago, I was constantly confused and not sure what I wanted to do, um, very drawn into just, you know, being successful. And I tried a million different things, jobs, businesses, whatever. And none of it brought me true fulfillment or, you know, joy. I didn't really enjoy any of it. I always felt like something was missing. And uh, one of my jobs, I was working at a, at a very nice luxury hotel and we would constantly have celebrities, millionaires, billionaires come in and I would, I would meet them and I'll talk to them. And I would see that they're miserable. I would see that they're just not happy people. And that kind of opened my eyes to, to see there's something deeper than this material success that everyone's aiming for. Um, because, you know, if these people who have everything that, you know, we're told that we should aim for are not happy, then why should we aim for those things if they're not going to make us happy? And I think making an impact and having nice things and being successful in the external world is great. I'm not against that at all. But I think working on yourself in a way that you can do that in a joyful way and do what's needed in a joyful way, that's, in my opinion, a beautiful life. Tell me a little bit about like you as a little boy, like, were you this like introspective back then? Did you see yourself as like 
you know, one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to teach about spirituality and so forth. Did you see that? No, no, definitely not. I mean, I was always a very calm, introspective person, for sure. I was always looking at kind of the deeper aspects of life. Never thought I would be a, you know, talk about spirituality or meditation or anything like that. As I grew up and I went through the school system, I became kind of a, a negative person. I was, I didn't like myself. I had a lot of insecurities. So that made me look at the world in a negative way. I would look at other people in a negative way because I just didn't like myself. You know, I realized that that's kind of how it works. Just my environment, the people around me, you know, bullying and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff, really. And I'm a very sensitive person. So every little thing that was said to me, whether it was my brother or from someone from school, it really affected me. I kind of went down this, I wouldn't say dark path, but I just wasn't a happy person. I was anxious. I felt depressed a lot. I would escape. Um, and, you know, luckily I was able to read some good books that pointed me in the right directions, talk to some very smart people who kind of helped me out of it and uh, realize, you know, why I was seeing the world this way. Probably senior year of high school, I was kind of, I kind of made the shift to being a happier person. And, and then even then, uh, throughout college, I was, as I said, I was trying a million different things. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Spirituality was not even on my radio, radar yet. I was, I, was, I was doing a lot of personal development. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to buy a nice house. I wanted to have a, a nice title. You know, I read a couple really, really powerful spiritual books and listened to some very powerful spiritual teachers and uh, started practicing meditation and yoga and reflection and realized kind of, I guess I woke up and I realized that, you know, there's much more important things and there's, there's, I just had a different perspective. I can, I mean, I can identify with that need to have a title and success and all that. Um, where do you think that drive from within you came from? In my environment, I grew up in a place um, in San Diego with, with everyone was kind of successful. People had money, you know, so I looked at the, that environment. It was the norm, you know, that was the direction everyone was going in. So it's hard, it's hard not to get sucked into that when that's what you're constantly around. And again, I don't think making a lot of money and, and being successful is a bad thing. I think that's a great thing, but I think it's the way you do it and the way you handle yourself while you do it. Ooh, yeah. Uh, you know what's interesting is I feel like you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of made a distinction between these two ideas of like personal development and then also spirituality. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I believe I heard that you know you grew up around personal development and it was taught in your home and so forth, and it's something that you were immersed into. But yet there was like this distinction between that and then also to like this deeper inner world. Tell me a little bit about maybe those those two things or am I kind of assuming too much to kind of separate those? No, you're pretty you're pretty right on. Yeah, I grew up um my dad was very big on personal development and, and teaching us about it and giving us books to read and things to listen to. So I was very fortunate to grow up in a house that was focused on growth. Um but I realized that, you know, it's I don't, I don't like to say this, but it's, it's almost like a trap personal development for a lot really? of people because wow. you can get into just the cycle of developing yourself and developing yourself and developing yourself and pretty much learning the same thing over and over again in different words uh, and not taking any action. Right. Because in, at the end of the day, it's, it's not about what you know, it's about what you do. So personal development is a great starting point. And it was a great starting point for me to start learning about these things and how important it is to learn new things and grow as a person. But you have to be careful with it because it, it can be a trap for a lot of people. And a lot of people get stuck in that cycle. And, and a couple really great books I read, I think the first one was called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari um, by Robin Sharma, which was a great read. It kind of opened my eyes. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Okay. Uh, it kind of opens your eyes into, you know, the deeper, the deeper sense of 
fulfillment and joy and doing things out of a out of a good place and a spiritual place. Uh, obviously, the power of now by Eckhart Tolle was extremely powerful. His his books and other teachers. Like I said, when I when I looked at my environment, and I saw these people who were you know they were personally developed and they were making millions of dollars and they were unhappy. And for me to live that kind of life and be unhappy, it didn't make sense. I needed to figure out what was deeper. There was something deeper. And so I was just curious and I was searching and I was, I learned from these good books and they pointed me in the right direction to implement certain practices in my life. And uh, I think personal development is a great way to get started into the realm of growing and learning. And I think you just need to make sure that you actually start to take action and start to implement certain practices into your life. Otherwise, you're just going to be in a constant cycle of now that now that you know what you need to do and you're not doing it, now you're even more stressed out and you're more anxious. Oh, and yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about some of these practices because I'm, I'm sure you've, you've heard this a lot. I know within our, you know, our space, we talk about leaders and people who want to make a difference in their work. It's like, you know, do I really need to like sit, like be quiet for, you know, five, 10 minutes? Like, do I really need that? Or am I good? Is that a personality thing? You know, I, I'm not that introspective type person. Like, I don't enjoy it. Like, that's, you know, does everyone need some of these practices? And, if so, like, what are maybe like entry ways into into developing some of these when we feel pressed for time, we feel anxious about it, maybe we don't feel like we're good at it, like spirituality and mindfulness and all that. How do we kind of get involved without feeling like we need to be somebody we're not? Absolutely. And it's so, I love that question because it's what I talk about a lot. And a lot of people have issues with it, including myself when I was first starting out. Um, I hated meditating. It was, it seemed so pointless. I just couldn't do it. My mind would just wander off and it would tell me, but what are you doing? Why are you wasting your time sitting here when you could be doing something else and being productive? And it wasn't until I saw uh, my idol, Kobe, was talking about how he meditated every day in the morning. And sometimes you just have to hear it from the right person to, to have it sink in. And I was like, okay, wait, wait. If Kobe meditates every morning, I guess I could try it. I made it a point to um, to meditate five minutes a day because I figured I could do that. I set my phone uh, timer for five minutes. I sat down and I just focused on my breath. When my mind would wander off as it would very, very frequently. I would just notice it and I would come back to my breath. And I did that and I didn't feel any different after a couple of days. Um, but after two weeks of doing that, just five minutes a day, I found I felt a profound shift in my inner state and my well-being. I was just joyful for absolutely no reason. Uh, I would be driving and I would just catch myself with a giant smile on my face. Like, this is kind of weird. Like, why am I so happy? Nothing in my external world has changed. But my inner state shifted so much by giving myself that space. Uh, and I think everyone does need that space, whether it's, it doesn't have to be meditation for you. For me, that was a great way to get started because it's very simple. Everyone has access to it. Everyone can do it, but you need to give yourself that space. Otherwise, you're going to let those thousands of thoughts that you're taking every single day guide you in a million different directions. And focus is so important, right? So when you can give yourself that space between that silence and those thoughts, and you can kind of look at them from a new perspective, from that awareness, Right. You can you can see, OK, these thoughts and, and those actions don't really serve me. So maybe I don't spend time on those and I don't give my energy to those. And these ones, they serve me. They serve the people around me. I can focus on these. And it's one of the most powerful things, powerful gifts you can give yourself is that space um, for so, so many different reasons. For me, it was it started out just, you know, I wanted to be present. I wanted to enjoy the life around me as it was happening without being stuck in my mind, thinking about what happened yesterday 
what might happen tomorrow, which I think is a cycle that most people are constantly stuck in, right? Whether they, whether they know it or not. And meditations, it's a great tool to enter that presence. And because once you do, you know, this moment is where everything is created. It's where you manifest everything into reality is this moment. And um, once you can practice that entering this moment and bringing your awareness to this moment, it's powerful. So for someone who wants to get started and enter that realm and it's unfamiliar and it's weird and it's all these different things, reasons why people don't, especially because your mind will convince you that you're wasting your time. And that's what that's what it was for me. Um, you start slow. I would recommend, you know, because it worked for me, starting five minutes a day, finding somewhere uh, quiet, comfortable, set your phone timer for five minutes, close your eyes and just breathe. I think no matter how busy you are, you have five minutes. There's an old Zen Zen saying that that says um, everyone should meditate for 10 minutes a day. But if you're too busy, you should meditate for 20 minutes a day because the benefits that you get from meditation will end up saving you so much time and energy that it's not even like a fair comparison about how much time you put into it and what you get out of it. But I would tell people, start slow. Uh, I just started doing live meditations on YouTube for this very reason. Um, I do short, simple guided meditations because that's very helpful for people. A lot of people don't feel comfortable sitting down and closing their eyes and just being with their breath. They need someone to help guide them through it. So that's the main reason I'm doing that is to help people implement this habit. Because after a few weeks of doing it and they see the effects that it's having on them, then, you know, people need people need that proof of concept. You know, unless unless you go off faith. Like I had I had a little bit of faith and I'm grateful for that. You need that proof of concept. You need to feel that, oh, this is actually helping me. And then they can continue on on their own. So my advice for anyone would just start slow and uh, and have a little bit of faith. Yeah. You were sharing about this, you said space over and over again. And I was thinking about sometimes how scary it is to have that space with yourself because, you know, it's a lot easier to numb and it's a lot easier to focus on do, 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 go, 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 that it might not be that I don't have the time. It might be, that I don't want to sit with myself right now. And I don't want to really face some of this, this stuff that's really going on internally in me for someone who might feel that way, feel the anxiety in the way of like, I haven't really gone in word in a very long time. And I'm afraid of what I might find there. <laughs> Any thoughts on that? I got a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where, <laughs> I think that's where most people are at. It's, it's a lot of fear yeah, because there's uncertainty there. Mm. And uh, one of my favorite quotes is when you get comfortable with uncertainty, infinite possibilities open up in your life. The fear of uncertainty is exactly what holds people back. So when you're when you're afraid of going to that space, what you're doing is you're either reliving your past experiences over and over and over again, and you're staying in that familiar place, or you're imagining future ones that, that put you in a better place than you are today, but you're never actually here. And when you're in those endless cycles, you're kind of missing the experience of life. And you're missing the endless opportunities that are there for you in this moment. And that fear of uncertainty is what holds people back. The fear of going in and feeling whatever emotions they're feeling, whatever thoughts are coming up, facing their past and healing from it and letting go of the past is, is so important. That space, that space is everything. You know, you have to feel it to heal it. If you go through a breakup, you know, what do most people do? They go out and party. They try to find a new, a new partner. They, they numb the pain and they just create the same exact relationship with a different person because it's not, it's never love in that situation. It's attachment because they're looking for someone to fix them, right? It's not until you can find a place within yourself where you can find that love that you can truly love anyone else. And it's, it's very similar with, with anything else. And that space is, is just very, it's very crucial and it is scary at first, especially. But once you become aware and you enter that space, 
and you feel those feelings and you become aware of those thoughts, you could you could literally feel it dissolving inside of you, whether it's a, something you need to heal from. And then you just feel an overwhelming sense of joy come over you and, and just peace that, okay, whatever happened in the past, no longer happening outside my mind and that no longer has to control my peace and my well-being in this moment. Yeah. You walking through this process yourself and experiencing the benefits of it and then making the conscious decision to, well, I'm going to share this out. And I'm not talking about like you have like a little bit of a following. You've got a lot of people watching you and I'm sure you've had all kinds of crazy conversations and kind of stepping into the arena of like teaching and uh, helping other people experience the benefits that you have experienced. I was wondering just like from your perspective, like maybe some common themes that you've seen arise like in your community and things that people are usually either worried about or struggle with, or just kind of looking at it from like observing this conversation from a teacher's perspective. What do you see as like maybe misconceptions that you had prior that, you know, aren't true or things that you've seen come up over and over again, like looking at it from that angle, what have you learned over the past several months? Um, you know, I learned that every single person has a different perception of life and that one, there's not one method that works for everyone. Everyone has to go through their own journey and everyone's journey is different. And it's exactly that. It's a journey. There's ups, there's downs, there's good days and there's bad days. And uh, what I see is that when, when someone's serious enough and it's important enough to them, they will they will see the results that they're looking for and they'll find that door. that's so hard because we want a map we want one two three four five and they're you're everyone saying there's no map yeah there's no map there's never a map if there was a map then you know it would everyone would be able to get there nice and easy and uh, but there's not and and that's the fun part about it because if there was a map to life then it would not be exciting it wouldn't it would nothing would be new it's it's scary but it's fun right if you go compare like if you're going on a vacation and everything's planned out and you know you're going to do this and then that and then that yeah you may enjoy yourself but that's not a that's not a journey that's not going to be exciting compared to if you go somewhere where you don't know what you're going to do you don't know what you're going to find but imagine that sense of presence that you're going to have and that enjoyment and that excitement that comes with that i think that sounds much more fun and life-changing that's a little analogy that you can compare to it but yeah there's no map everybody's journey is different and i think that's so exciting and so cool and it should excite people because i think too many people try to follow a map or try to be like someone else and they say you know you can there's nothing wrong with being a copycat as long as you copy the the right cat like no you don't want to copy any cat you're your own cat no one can do what you do like you do it whatever it is that you do like no one is you right and i think if you just go on that inner journey and practice a little bit every day going inside and stop looking out for anyone or anything to to make you whole and realize that you are already whole and you just need to bring that to the surface in this moment it's a powerful thing um, that's that's something I really preach a lot is that you don't lack anything right now. You know, your mind is so good at convincing you that you lack something. They need to get to a certain place, a destination, become a certain person, have a certain thing or a title or income or job or whatever. And then you can feel whole. But these are just this is just your mind playing tricks on you, projecting into the future, allowing you not to experience your life right now. When you can just take a step back and enter that space, which meditation helps you do realize, you know what, like I, I'm whole. In this moment, I, I don't lack anything in this moment. I may not be where I want to be in every aspect of my life, but I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm learning the lessons that I need to learn. And when you when you live like that, life is no longer a struggle, a constant struggle like it is for a lot of people trying to get that thing that their mind is telling them that they need. And they can just focus on doing what's needed 
and doing what brings them joy and the people around them joy in this moment. How do you marry that idea with also to like ambition and wanting to make a difference through your work? Because you're a content creator, you're pumping out great content, you, you know, you're showing up, you know, but also to staying grounded in like your mission where you're detached from all that outcome, ambition, married with this, how do we do that? And people, people think it's either or, right? E either I'm present and enjoying my life or I can be successful and, and make an impact. But it's, but it's not either or, it's, it's, you need both because I, I think it's goals are so important to, you set a goal and that gives you a direction. Otherwise you're going to be going in a million different directions. And you're never going to get anything done. Right? So having a goal and setting a goal is, is great. Knowing that you can change that goal at any time, whenever you, you change your mind, you become a different person, you grow out of that goal or whatever. So you have that goal, you set that direction. And once that direction is set, all of your energy should be placed in this moment because whatever, whatever is being created is happening in this moment. Energy placed in yesterday or tomorrow is wasted energy because that is just, it doesn't do anything. What the only, the only work that's being done is right now. So if you can place all your energy once you have that direction into what I can do in this moment to work towards that direction, work in that direction, do whatever I can right now, because it's all I have, that will guarantee the best outcome um, for me and the people around me, whatever I'm doing. And I think letting go of that expectation is so powerful. Letting go of the expectation um, in anything, in your business, in your career, in your relationships, in your personal growth. And, and that doesn't mean have low expectations. I mean, have has no expectations because if you place your energy on, on your actions and your intentions instead, you will surpass your greatest expectations. Um, you will, that will always guarantee the best possible outcome because every, every ounce of energy, every thought that you put towards, what can I get out of this is, is wasted energy instead of, instead of doing something because it's what's, it's what you need to do right now. It's what brings you joy. It's what brings other people value. If I can put all my energy there, then that brings the best outcome. And I don't, I never have to worry about the expectation. It may not be what I expected, but if you don't focus on it, it's probably going to be much better. Beautifully, beautifully, beautifully said. Um, I have two last questions for you and give everyone an opportunity to learn more from you, find these meditations online, but switching gears just a little bit, we have a segment called Unsung Hero, where I ask about a person in your life. Maybe it was just a moment. Maybe it was a stranger who said or did something that really moved you or something you'll always remember because a lot of times we think about making a difference in this world we think of this rich billionaire this famous person that you see at this hotel like celebrities and all of that and sometimes we don't remember the everyday person you know has such power in their everyday interactions to really influence and make a difference in someone's life and i was wondering i know there's there might be mil millions of stories but if there's one that, that's sticking out to you right now of a someone you met or encountered who did or said something for you that changed your life, who would that be? I have a very hard time recollecting the past. So I'll say something that happened recently. Um, I went to watch Sadhguru. I'm not sure if you've seen his content. He has a lot of videos. He's a he's an Indian yogi, mystic, spiritual teacher. And he's very well known in the West now too. So I was in Tennessee a few weeks ago and I went to hear him speak. And he was talking about how short the human life is, how short our experience here is and how great our potential is and how if we just learn to use the greatest computer ever created which is our mind and, and our complex body we can make the most out of 
this short life and how important it is to do that to make a better world for yourself and and everyone around you and that really inspired me because we hear that a lot you know life is short but if you just step back and, and look at it say i am this complex being and i really have no idea how any of this works if i can learn how this works i could really take advantage of this short experience that i have in this body and and make a big difference in you know, make the world a better place. And, and that was, that was really inspiring for me. Love that. I love that. One final question left for you. But before then, Vijan, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your generosity showing up today, and also to the example that you're uh, setting online for all of us and the resources that you're giving us to just live a little bit freer and more peace and more optimally, because like you said, um, unless we learn how to use this, what else are we, you know, what are, what are we here doing? So thank you so much for your content. I love it. Where can people, when I say stalk you online and uh, find some of these meditations too? Yeah. If you go to my YouTube channel, I have um, probably six or seven pre-recorded guided meditations that people can listen to. They're all pretty short. I made them short because I needed them to be short when I started. So I know other people need them to be short too. My YouTube is just my name, Bijan Pusti. Um, I'm doing live, free live guided meditations as well. And these live meditations are extremely powerful because everyone's there at the same time. You can really feel that energy. Um, and those have been great. Every single day this month, I'm doing them. So Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, I'm on YouTube live. And then Saturday and Sunday, 7.30 a.m. Pacific time. And um, we have a great community of people there. It's all love. A lot of brand new people who have never meditated before and people who have been meditating their whole life. It's it's incredible. And it's a great way to implement the habit into your life. Very cool. All that will be linked in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. Very last question. I know you said you don't remember a lot about the past, which is interesting. I could ask you about that too. But let's say we were to go back in time to this young Bijan who you said, I thought was so interesting that he, you know, started just not liking himself and dealing with bullying. And there was a lot of negative energy coming in and he had no idea the transformation that he would go through in his early twenties and the journey that he would be on the platform he would build. If he were to go and sit with that young man and tell him one thing mm -hmm. that, you know, now, that he did not understand back then, mm -hmm. what would that be? I would say, uh, take the attention off yourself and just experience everything that's going on around you. I think a lot of our stress, a lot of my stress, at least when I was younger came from, I put all this attention on myself. I put all this importance on myself and constantly anxious and worrying about what other people were thinking about me and what I was doing. And if I could just take that weight off my shoulder and do what brings me joy, um, do what I need to do to make the world around me a better place. I would have been much happier. What y'all think about that? Awesome, right? I love that he brought home the fact that we still need goals. We still need to be ambitious. There's nothing wrong with any of that, but we first have to start with the foundation of finding satisfaction, peace within and working from there. Make sure you connect with Bajan over at bajanposty.com. That is linked in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts about today's episode? Are you spiritual? Are you personally developed? Text me at 501-214-4307. Again, that is 501-214-4307. We love you. We're in your corner. See you soon.